0: Hello, and welcome to the 5Core Live podcast with Will Moore, founder of More Momentum. In today's episode, Will sits down with Rhett King to discuss what it means to try, fail, learn, and repeat. They discuss their favorite movies, Disney especially, and about embracing the kid inside of you. Rhett talks about a knight's tale and Rockstar and how they have the similar theme of a man changing his stars, believing in himself enough that he makes his craziest dreams come true, only to realize he was chasing a dream that wasn't his to begin with. Learning to deal with challenges will share a story of basement flooding and having to rip out the carpet and save his children's toys. At the end of the day, you have to be okay with failure and learning from it. Are you ready to fire on all cylinders? If so, let's go. Everyone has the same five core areas of their life that ultimately determine how happy they'll be. Unfortunately, most of us have developed failure habits in each, and it's Will Moore's mission to help replace those with success habits to maximize momentum. After exiting his business for a combined nine-figure sum, Will learned it's not just about becoming an entrepreneur of your career, but an entrepreneur of the most important business you'll ever run, your life. And to crush it in your life requires firing on all cylinders in your five cores by continually taking action, building habits, and maintaining balance in each. Adams here coming at you, ready to one-eyed willie you right into the next generation. Uh, okay, so I just tried to do this. Technology got the better of me. I was talking to myself for several minutes, and my good friend Rhett, who will be joining us shortly, was able to help me figure out what was going on. So, welcome, y'all. Yes, I have a patch. Yes, my hands are bloody beaten up. These look like working man's hands, do they not? Uh no,
1: I'm not going to use the cliché joke of you should see the other guy. Uh, I'm going to bring Red in right now and we're going to talk about it. Hey, buddy boy. Okay, so while we're waiting for him to come
2: in, let me just kind of Hey, buddy.
1: Hey, how's it going? How's it going, man?
2: That was so funny. I don't know what the what was going on, but you sounded like a Disney character. Like it was I did. like yeah, it was like 10 times high pitch for some reason. And then once we got on together, now your voice is normal again. It was a funny. I was like, it was so re- weird. I didn't know why that was, I didn't know if you were doing it. a voice or what was going on. And then it it, it it, got back to normal once we joined. So anyways. That's a nice. really, you
1: know what? While we're on that subject, I was watching Frozen with my son this morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am reliving my glory Disney days. I love Disney movies. I love Disney <laughs> movies. Always have. As everybody knows, I'm a kid at heart and I'm always yep. trying to preach and I practice what I preach, which is bring that childhood wonder and excitement back in your life. Have that be your your focus and be able to build that happiness and momentum every day. So I always loved them. Little Mermaid back in the day, Beauty and the Beast, <laughs> uh, you know, all the good ones. Um, now these Pixar movies – I remember when Toy Story came out, it just literally blew my mind. I was like – my mind basically exploded. What is that? <laughs> like that's not a cartoon. That's the coolest thing I've ever seen. My toys are, are, are walking around and talking, and my kid – at just watching and reliving it through him through his eyes and seeing him like so now all four of them are out right and mm-hmm. so on we have disney channel and we uh, app and we literally like watched them all like one day at a time back to back and it was just so cool to see that's awesome. it's and it's all he's four now and, and just bring it out all, all those feelings came rushing back in my life as well and that's so awesome the, so that's funny you brought that up it just made me think uh, <laughs> dig what is your ultimate
2: favorite disney pixar movie incredibles is disney pixar right yeah it is yeah and probably Incredibles. it's also the first one that comes to my mind so i guess that has to mean something but yeah, yeah. my my emily my fiance is definitely a big big disney fiend i i'm not as much myself i grew up uh with 80s rock music and that's all we listened to and did in the house was motley oh, yeah. Crue and guns and roses and we watched other um a Knight's Tale. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. Oh, it's funny. Just, it's funny getting into that real quick. Now that we're talking about movies. Might as well kind of <laughs> continue on this train. A rock star. Yeah. A, it's a movie called A Rockstar uh, rock with Mark Wahlberg. Oh, I love another, that movie. Yeah. And A Knight's Tale. Those are my two favorite movies. And then I realized they're the same exact movie. It's a guy that has a dream and it's totally... And he wasn't born into this role and he changes, star, he changes the stars. And he ends up becoming what he wants wow. to be. And then he ends up becoming he, what he wants to be and realizes it wasn't what he really wanted to be. And then he gives it all away and comes back to just being a normal guy again it's just so anyways really,
1: bro so yeah, such a really you know i love both of those movies and i'm a huge movie buff and those are both at the top of my list and i've never thought about it that mm-hmm. way um obviously Heath ledger passed away mm-hmm. unfortunately amazing actor yeah the joker and batman i think he got nominated post-mortem for his, mm-hmm. his role in that um, but that was one of his earlier movies. Loved it. Just fun, yeah. light, and you're right, right. And, and let's, I mean, yeah, let's, let's talk about that. It's like your role in life is what you make it. And mm-hmm. yeah, the movies, there's always the Hollywood ending. And sure, you know, these movies took some liberties, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and both with, so in, in Knight's Tale, he was just a, what do they call him? A, a peasant or a common Yeah, man, yeah, right? exactly. He's a common man. And then he, he.
2: That, what happens, yeah, yeah, what initially ahead. happens is the guy, he, the knight that he's working for dies, and so he's got a competition, so he puts on his armor, and he actually does really well, and then he just keeps up this ruse, and then what ends up, the long story short is, nobody wants to, the, it's kind of the similar role where there's, there's this prince who also really wants to be a knight and battle and stuff, but he's royalty, and they don't want him to get hurt so right. they don't let him do it and so but what happens is the prince ends up they end up facing off each other and he knows he's the prince but he still goes at him and the prince respects that and then the end he ends up knighting him and all that stuff and Love it's it. all the whole idea of like a man can change his stars like because he, he be in the end of the movie it's like exactly i like exactly. that right. so,
1: I, I like that saying I, I don't hear that often a man can <laughs> change his stars he sure can <laughs> and then in in rockstar right he was just this guy with a dream and he was so passionate he was so good at at imitating this other Mm. actual his actual idol rockstar Mm -hmm. that when the other guy basically wasn't Mm -hmm. able to do it anymore we'll just cut you know short story yeah uh he he stepped into that role and he freaking nailed it and he was Mm -hmm. just so awesome and and everybody's like yes and Mm -hmm. then you know this all ties into like if you are passionate about something And you like in your soul, there is no reason in the world to go through life and not first know what, what you're passionate about and what, what lights your engine and gets your fire and and changes Mm -hmm. your, is able to change your stars, but not to then take action and do it. And that's kind of what we're talking about. Five core life. That's what it's all about, right? It's all about understanding what makes you happy, taking action on those things and never stopping until
2: you, you blow it out of the water and setting goals. Exactly. And you just got to take action right now. It's like every, a lot of people don't know what makes them happy. And that sucks if you don't know what that thing is for you. But I think the more you just try different things or even re- reconnect with things from your childhood or just, just again, just put yourself out there. Because in my life, it wasn't ever like I would have, I would have huge goals. And sometimes they all came true. But oftentimes, whenever they didn't come true, I something else better came but only the better thing came for me initially pursuing that one goal and then that made me realize there's another thing and as you know entrepreneurship the biggest thing is pivoting you you can't stay focused and that's the same with creativity i'll be writing a song and think it has to be this way but the second you think something has to be this way that's when you start holding you you end up messing everything up because you don't let it be what it's supposed to be and you're not willing to pivot and make those necessary turns along the way well said I just saw a couple comments yes this is real. <laughs>
1: I do plan on telling the story but you got to stick with us I'm gonna make you I'm gonna make you work for it I, I got a, a funny little interjection to what we're talking about that I want to say really quickly but then I'm going to tell you <laughs> about Patch Adams <laughs> and gonna get the goonies. so speaking of childhood Wonder and movies the goonies one Oh I yes it, coming at you live I mean that, tell me about it that, that is probably my all-time favorite kids movie if you haven't I, seen the goonies you gotta see it. And if you don't connect with that child,
2: wonder and just feeling of like, Oh my God, I used to have that. Mm. There's something mm. wrong with you. I'm getting like goosebumps oh. thinking about that. Have you been to the goose the Goonies house though? The real Goonies House.
1: Oh my god, no. Have you I have been to it, yes. Oh man, I'm jealous. it's in
2: it is in Astoria, Oregon. And so my fiance's parents have a beach house in Cannon Beach was about an hour or so away from there. So we went up to the we went up to the house and they have all these signs out like they don't because real people live there it's a real house in a real neighborhood and the whole thing was shot in a real city and i don't know if you remember but the final scene when they're um they're on the they land on the beach and they get out and there's that huge rock that's haystack rock and i see that every summer that's where we hang out for things so good news always has a little special place in my heart for sure and it's it. funny you mentioned patch adams because that's i watched that movie um right at Cannon beach just last um christmas so, anyways, that's another good movie of a guy <laughs> yep. doing his
1: thing and, and going against the grain and, and he making people laugh and, and using that mm-hmm. as a that was based on a true story, making yeah. make, healing people through laughter yeah um so yeah all right it all ties <laughs> in it's all good there's no bad associations with eye patches other than the pirates but you know what pirates <laughs> actually had a bad rap there were some good pirates out there too. Hmm. Uh, but we, that's, that's the whole problem. But in general, yeah, they did. They, they looted, they pillaged. Uh, you know, so, so that wasn't good. But I need to have like the gold speckle for the one-eyed villain from Goonies. Remember, didn't he? Have, exactly. Like, yeah. I think he had like, uh, or, or diamonds encrusted. Mm-hmm. Uh, God, that was such a great movie. I gotta get there a skull, you skull go. too. Yeah. <laughs> the best. And, and so yep. did you, by the way, did you see just recently, God, I know we're talking about movies. <laughs> They, um, this guy, uh, Zach, something, the guy that was, uh, Zach
2: Galifianakis.
1: No, the, 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 he was the snowman in frozen. Speaking of Disney movies. Mm. Anyway, yeah. he's doing these like reunion shows with people. He just did one oh, with the whole Goonies cast. And I watched oh, them, it. Oh, wow. Was really interesting. So he got like the entire Goonies cast back together. Cause everybody's stuck at home mm-hmm. and they were just talking about the movie. Like now, you know, like mm-hmm. 25, 30 years later or whatever. Um, and yeah, fun trivia fact, um, uh, Josh Brolin, who's now a very mm-hmm. famous actor. He was in the Avengers as, as mm-hmm. the main bad guy. I and mean, he does a lot of movies. He was in the Goonies.
2: Yeah, he was. Them. That's right. That's right. That's so funny.
1: So it's <laughs> like you're watching all these people that haven't really done too much since, and then it's like Josh Brolin. And you're like, what? Mm-hmm.
2: Crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. We got another wait. question about the eye. I think it's time to tell the story.
1: <laughs> all right. Okay. This is it. <laughs> now listen and listen good. So we uh, i I the live that I did right before this where I had a whole nice introduction monologue, I'm going to give a brief summary of it, which didn't go live because something happened. But basically I wanted to talk today a little bit about how your emotional health is affected when you know things change. Right? Change is one of these things our brain automatically goes, whoa, what's happening here? And it's up to you to decide what you're going to do with that change. And stressful events are going to happen, whether you're, you know, now we're all stuck inside. And so we've got new challenges and changes that we're, our brains are trying to deal with right? before. It was, there was still always challenges, no matter what you're doing, but it was out. A lot of them are out in the real world, but now you're, you're at home. And so you've got different challenges, such as maybe your relationships, such as maybe, you know, you realize that these, these projects that have been hanging over your head, for years, it's like now they're facing you head on and mm. you're like, God, this is, should I do them now? I'm stressed out. Like I, I don't, you know, now is the perfect opportunity. And so then you have other challenges that come out of nowhere that are unexpected. <laughs> for me, it, uh, we had a huge flood in our basement. It was the fourth one. And you may be asking why is so many times, why doesn't he just fix it the right way? So I've tried <laughs> to fix it and every single time I've had an expert that has come out and said, yes, we know exactly what's going on. And I've paid them good money, and they have fixed my problem. Mm. And then the next year, we get another – they call them 100-year floods. Mm. And ironically, these 100-year floods are come every year. Every year. <laughs> Global warming. Hello. Mm. Are you out there? So anyways, so we had another one of these just absolutely torrential monsoons over the weekend, and I was so scared to go into the basement because mm. since we fixed the last one, I was just like – I, this is the worst rain we've had, and sure enough, I went down, and it was just the whole basement, which is finished. Um, and we spent a lot of time down there; it was completely flooded, no bueno. Mm. And uh, so I literally, so here's my hands. This is, this is a, <laughs> I know I didn't get in a fight. I'm not going to use the the lame joke that everybody says you should see the other guy. Mm-hmm. This is just from literally clawing, tearing, trying to save my carpet, trying to save my kids' toys. So it was a valiant effort. <laughs> Speaking of kids and, and that wonder and passion, I don't want him to lose his wonder and passion mm-hmm. stuff, right? So I'm trying to save yeah. everything down there. There's actually quite a bit. And moving couches, ripping out uh, carpet, and I just, the back of the carpet was just super rough. Mm-hmm. And so I got mm-hmm. all scratched up, but I was able to save, the, 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 what you want to do, and I've learned this, in Florida, where I was living before, you don't have basements.
0: So mm-hmm. I didn't mm-hmm. even have to yeah. deal with
1: this. But here, everybody's got basements and you get floods and you want to get the pad out immediately. Carpet pad Mm. is what really soaks up everything. So I was trying to – I ripped up the carpet. I was trying to suck the pad out. And over the weekend, bottom line, it it became a three-day affair, and it kept raining all weekend, and it was just Mm. coming and coming. I had a shot back, and I was trying to suck up all the water as it was literally coming, pouring through my wall. And then the shot back went out, and then I was screaming at my wife, bring down towels. Meanwhile, she's trying to watch our two sons (laughs) go on quarantine, and everybody's home. So it was a mess. At some point, something flew into my eye. Through all the madness and you know everything going on, something went right in my eye and just scratched it. And I don't know if anybody's ever scratched their eye before, but it sucks. <laughs> but my good one right here is yeah. no fun. It just is constantly irritating. And so if I have my eye open right now, I do have two eyes. Let's see. Yeah,
2: you can see. Yeah, you say just like water and red, yeah. The, yeah, so –
1: Uh, it's no fun. And this, this just, I don't know how this works because my eyes still open. So I would think it would still hurt, but for whatever reason, wearing a patch (laughs) makes me feel a heck of a lot better. It's probably,
2: I bet, I bet it's because the, your, your eyes are sensitive to light. And it's funny you say it's again, full circle. I've noticed my left eye when I shave isn't as good and I can't get it as square. And then I realized it's that sensitive to the light. So once I ducked lower and the light from the bathroom wasn't in it, so it's probably the the no light is letting it heal a little bit faster. Right. Okay, so somebody here is saying basically get to the point,
1: people. Why are you guys still really doing the We're just chatting.
0: We're allowed to chat,
1: but the whole point is uh, you might have missed the beginning. We're, we're chatting about stuff that happens unexpectedly to you and how you're dealing with it. So that happened to me. At first I started to get super upset and just frustrated, and I wanted to curse the heavens, our builder, mm-hmm. Don't even get me started. We ended up suing him when we moved into our house because he actually screwed up on a whole bunch of other things. Mm -hmm. So I knew I couldn't go to him to fix the problem, even though we're still technically under warranty. Uh, So I had to have this moment where I caught myself, which has become a success habit of mine, where Mm -hmm. when I start to go outside my brain and my emotions start Mm. to take over, I take this deep breath. And it sounds cheesy, but I'm telling you people – it work. It just yeah. helps you to kind of get that 10,000 foot view of, okay, is this the worst thing in the world? Number one, no. Is it solvable? Number two, yes. Number three, mm. how are you going to solve it? You're just going to have to roll up your sleeves and do it. Because yeah. at the time, you know, everybody's basement's flooding when this happens. And so you literally can't get a company on the phone. Like, it's not mm. like you just call somebody to come over. Like, all the companies are all immediately filled up, Mm -hmm. you know, they're just sitting around the phone waiting for the opportunity. And then when they come, you know, they only have so many trucks and guys. And so a lot of people are doing it themselves. And so I just rolled up my sleeves and I did it. And I literally went to bed that night, like nine hours later. And I felt like I'd run a marathon. And so physical (laughs) core wise, I did not actually do my normal workout this weekend, but I let myself off the hook because I was able to get such a good workout basically doing this. So most tying this back into the emotional health core, you know i want to ask you i know you just moved and so obviously being <laughs> at home now things are getting thrown at us and now you know the situations are um are different and so you moved from los angeles mm-hmm. right and now you are, why don't you tell the viewers and tell us about what's going
2: on? Yeah, I'm in Portland, Oregon. So I, uh, short, long story is basically I met my fiance now. We've been together for five years. We were supposed to get married in July, but because of COVID, we've postponed the wedding. But basically once we officially met, or once we started really getting serious, it was always a thing that we're going to move to Portland eventually. And I was born in Southern California and then lived in Los Angeles for several years and That was like, that was everything to me. I thought that's, you know, I never, it wasn't even that was everything to me. It's just that I never imagined life outside of, you know, where I was from. Because naturally as human beings, we chase comfort. We chase things that are familiar. And so I've had different experiences in my life. Like my house was foreclosed when I was 13 and had to move a lot of different times. And those experiences allowed me to be more resilient and actually be more like, actually love change. And so I didn't want to move for a while and then, The last probably six months to a year I was just really looking forward to getting excited to the point where almost she was more like oh I don't want to leave Los Angeles we've lived here it's almost become our home now and I was like I'm ready to go let's let's go baby so we ended up actually ending our lease uh, a month earlier and so the move was super stressful and something that kind of ties into almost a little mindset hack is with working out or with things that you know they're gonna be stressful sometimes I expect it's like you expect the worst and hope for the best I'll imagine things in my mind going even worse than they could be like the drive. It's a 17 hour drive in U-Haul up here. It's like, this is going to be terrible. I don't know if I'm going to be able to stay awake. It's going to be so hard, blah, blah, blah. And um, then when we got to it, actually got to it while, we're, while I'm going, like, this is so easy. And then the day passed and it was done. And so sometimes like with, with working out another example, we were talking even about physical core a little bit. If say, you know, like at your sixth rep is when you get really tired and you can't push through that. Before you even work out, imagine that, but then imagine yourself pushing through that and imagine it's going to be really hard, but you're going to still do it. When you hit that six representative rep, it's going to, you're going to be like, whoa, this isn't nearly as hard as I thought. You're going to get to that you know, eight or nine. So our, our mind is extremely powerful. And when we use it in such a way and we're trying to find, like Will was saying, trying to find solutions, there might be problems all around you. But when you have that growth mindset, that owner mindset, you're going to be mm. looking for solutions versus just looking at the problems in front of you. Well done, sir. Yeah, right. So we're, we're hitting multiple cores here. In one
1: conversation, we've hit physical, we've hit emotional, <laughs> and now, right, mindset, right. So, you know, the emotional is, is more, we, we talk about the stress and, and, and mm-hmm. dwelling and how to deal with that, making sure you're not focusing on the past or the future, but the present and that moment, and you're taking one step at a time, yeah. and you're not letting the outside world basically pull you in a million directions, but you're doing what you know needs to be done, and you're not yep. letting everything just cave in on you, you know, but to kind of go to the source of that, your mindset will help before you even get mm-hmm. to that stage uh, of that stress. You know, if you have that mindset going for you where you're like, okay, like, so you, you just had this move, Brett, right? mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, I'm, I'm going to be doing this. And it's going to be, you know, <laughs> it, it's like one of my, a boss that I had years ago when I used to sell land, I'll never forget. So it was uh, prepare, expect, the worst, prepare for the best.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, not, I think that's not it. right. I think as, what I hear is expect the, uh, prepare expect for the, the worst.
1: worst. Expect the best, prepare for the worst. I'm messing it up. <laughs> that's, how, that's how meaningful it was to me. But the jit, uh, <laughs> if you know what I'm trying to say, uh-huh, you, yeah. it is basically like just expect super, for the worst, is, hope for the probably best. I the think best, expect for the for best. The
2: yeah.
1: Prepare for the worst, because it's like have that mindset mm-hmm. of like, yes, things are going to go well, but mm-hmm. if they don't, I've got a plan versus yep, I'm ready. putting like this, like invisible, eye, one-eyed <laughs> <laughs> vision, a tunnel vision of saying everything's going to be great no matter what, then if you do get hit and you're unexpected and unprepared for it, it makes it more difficult and you're more shocked uh-huh. and, it, and it takes yeah. more out of you versus sort of like things are going to go great and you keep that visualization going and then if. But if something happens, I got plan A, B, and C kind of on backup. And that actually, exactly. reminds me, I was talking to a guest the other day, and she was talking about the power of the mind and just how mm-hmm. powerful it can be. And she was mentioning how she actually was able to. She had chronic fatigue, and she she claims um, uh, that and she was able to stop her chronic fatigue literally with her mind within three days. And I was like, I'm sorry, I got a call. That just sounds crazy because I know the mind's a powerful thing, mm-hmm. but what gets really interesting is when you start getting into physical stuff. Cause obviously mm-hmm. the mind and the body are connected, but to me where I still have gray areas and I'd love to hear people's comments on this is when you start to say, how much can your mind heal the body or, or basically overcome what the body's trying to do? Right? So here's a perfect example, golf. I don't know if anybody's ever played it, but think of any sport that you play. If you think of not doing something, you're going to most likely do that. Right. Mm -hmm. But so if you, if there's a lake on the left, if you, if you're teeing off and you're trying to hit this beautiful straight ball down the fairway and there's a lake on the left and all you're doing is looking at the lake saying, don't hit it in the lake. Don't hit it in the lake. Don't hit the lake. Mm -hmm. Guess where you're going to hit it? Because Mm -hmm. you, by not thinking about it, you have to think about it. (laughs) Yeah. Right. And so what she was saying is you need to, just stop yourself before you even start going down that path of thinking about the lake and just say, train yourself to be like, I'm going to hit it straight down the fairway. Mm-hmm. This is exactly how my ball is going to go. And you're visualizing exactly what's going to happen. And the lake's not even in the picture. Yep. And that's not easy to do, but that's such a, a, a good analogy for life. Yeah. Um, because it's like, that's anything you do, you got to prepare and sort of say, okay, this is exactly what I know I want to happen and I want to. to 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 and you want to visualize and say okay this is where we're going with it this is how it's going to go and you train your brain to kind of be on that autopilot of mm-hmm. that positive um but if you go off the rails you know you're going to have a backup plan but you're not thinking about that but mm-hmm. I mean but you have kind of set up some sort of yeah. preparation where so like you hit in the water it's like okay it's not the end of the world and you drop and you, you know you lose a stroke and that's another thing you know it ties to failure being one of these mandatory things failure is not something that people should run away from it's got this negative connotation failure is mandatory you have mm-hmm. to fail you have to hit it in the water to learn how to hit it straight right you, why did i hit it in the water right and so you go back and yeah. you say why did i do that what what part of my swing what do i have to adjust moving forward you know i i, I wasn't mm-hmm. visualizing as well as i could have all these yeah. different things and that's how you grow and you learn and you become a golfer and an awesome
2: life person. <laughs> that reminds me of the, what you're initially saying, and all actually ties together. I don't know if you've been watching The Last Dance, but you're in Chicago, so I assume you have, and you maybe you've been busy, but you got to catch up on that. It's amazing. Um, okay. And So they, they just finished the 10 part series, The Last Dance of the 98 season of the Bulls, and then I uh, really covered the whole really Michael Jordan era. And one of the things he said in the last episode is, like, Why would I think about missing a shot I haven't even taken yet? And so it's like, there's just these like, he's just always focused. And one of the, another guy was saying the best thing that the Michael Jordan's biggest gift over everything else was his ability to just be present. He was always in that moment. And so he was only ever focusing on what could go right. And when you talk about failure, there's that famous Michael Jordan commercial when he talks about, you know, I missed 17 clutch shots. I've missed two, three, you know, 10,000 shots in my career. I mean, Michael Jordan himself has one of the highest, he's one of only guards in history to average 30 points per game for a season and um, have 49% from the field. And so that means he's still missing more shots than he's even taking. And that's the greatest player of all time. And so every person that you see that is touching greatness or role model that you look up to, they have failed more than anybody. You might've heard the cliche quote that, you know, the master has failed more times than the beginners even attempted. And it's, that's and the you truth. you have to fail forward, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Effort. You have to learn from the failures. They the, tie it back into that Einstein quote that the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. So failing over and over again, is that's just insanity. But if you fail in a different way, and each, way you, each time you fail, you take a different lesson and you move forward with that. I mean, Edison, again, I'm just throwing out quotes now, but Edison said that there's, you know, it took him like 10,000 failures to figure right. out the, the light bulb thing. So it's like, again, he, and the reason it, Some people think it was crazy to try ten thousand times, but look at where we are today. And so he was willing to each time do it a slightly different way, take notes, learn from that, and then try a new way each time until he eventually got it. And that's the same with everybody. That's
1: that's very well said. And then you got right another throwing. Speaking of quotes, you got Wayne Gretzky to tie Mm, another aspect into this. You you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. So this ties into the into fear as well, which is another major Mm. aspect of your mindset. And so if you look at failure as, again, something that's not only going to happen, but it's mandatory, and you, need, and you welcome it, and you're like, okay, and trust me, it's not easy to be like, oh, that was awesome, I just failed, and you're not, realistically, you're not always going to say that, there's going to be, it's mm-hmm. going to hurt, and it's going to stink, but if you have that mindset going into that failure, um, or, or saying there's a possibility of failure, but if when it happens, you go, okay, what did I get out of that, what did mm-hmm. I learn, how can I now move forward, Versus that fear, like Gretzky's saying, you miss 100% mm-hmm. of the shots you don't take. So what, are you, what else is your alternative? Yep. You're just going to not try it again, and you're <laughs> going to let that have now – that's now going to be a permanent structure in your brain that says, we don't like that. We don't like the way we felt. It made us feel like failures, Yeah. so we're going to go the other way. That's the exact definition of being unhappy. Is, mm-hmm. is running away from things that are challenging. You want to go into the, you want to face the challenges, you want to get through them. It's that feeling of pushing through that movement, that momentum and getting through it, that's going to lead to the best feeling you'll ever have. Yeah,
2: that's what builds confidence. You have to be willing to do those hard things and show your, show to yourself that one, you're going to be a man you were, you're going to say what you're going to do. And then when you actually fall through and do that, you get better at the thing you were trying to do in the first place. And that builds your confidence as well. So you just got to take action and be willing to fail and don't look at failure as an obstacle to success, but a major, major part of it. Love it.
1: Well, uh, I could keep going on this all day. I've actually got another live that I'll be doing in 10 minutes. So if people want to stick around on more, more momentum page, I don't know if they're on your page on our, this is our page five core life as well as more momentum, M O O R E momentum. Um, Then you join me there. I'm going to be doing a, with the guests. So that'll be fun. Uh, but this has been great, man. Yeah, dude. So the takeaways people, number one, go watch Goonies. If you haven't seen it, party (laughs) to the people. I got this doing a little bit of of getting my hands dirty and dealing with some stress. And then I came out the other side and I said, you know what? And I'll be honest when I got through it, I was like, yes, I did it. I got through it and it felt amazing. Meanwhile, yeah, I could have easily just been like this sucks and just been complaining and bitching the entire time. And that wouldn't have done anybody any good yeah. I rubbed off on my wife then my kids and everybody would have just been all upset yeah. all weekend instead we all kind of put our heads together and we made a good weekend out of it and
2: we're gonna resolve it I love that yeah energy is contagious like especially when you, you know you're if people look up to you as a role model or a leader especially like they're gonna model your behavior and if you start getting upset and losing your cool then everybody else is so great For lesson sure, in there as well well thanks Will. um good luck in your next live and I'll talk thanks, to you brother.
1: soon bro okay
2: Thanks, guys. Bye. Take care.
1: Get moving. Build momentum. Join the movement. Go to moremomentum.com to take a free life evaluator quiz on where you currently stand in each of your five cores.